2: Hi guys, this is Chris line I'm Gerald Subro, Marcus Hudgate,
3: Dave Lucas, I'm Glenn Leuvens, I'm Daniel Pudil. and I love listening to Wednesdays, Till I Die Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, we've got yet another interview for you with a former owl. Uh, first of all, Jamie, how are you, mate? You alright?
2: Yeah, it's down past, after that match, just watch that match, Um 5-3 Croatia, 5-3, sorry, not not Croatia, Spain, but yeah, what a game it was. That, that's yeah. why I'm doing it a bit late. Was, originally, I'll tell everyone that's listening. So, James, we have to, like, when we do interviews, after, after eight o'clock, wherever still kids are in bed, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So, I used Giles against this. I've just introduced him, sorry, but Yeah, I used Giles against this. I said, right, listen, uh, he can't do it. He can only do it at seven because I knew that we're after the first before the next match. And he went takes extra time. So, I'm like, right, he wants to do it at half seven now. And he's like, well, I thought he could have seven. And I'm like, well, hey, it's me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, no, no worries. Yeah. Now today's guest, I uh, went on to make 99 appearances for the Owls. I hope that's right, uh, scoring seven goals from midfield. Signing 2010 from Motherwell, and at the tender age of 35, I believe you're still playing, aren't you, Giles? Is that right? Still playing, just about. Yes. Still,
1: still, still going strong. Um, I'm at Grimsby at the moment. Yeah. So.
3: Good stuff. Yeah. Still, still playing. There you go. I think there's only been one Giles that's played for Sheffield Wednesday. It's Giles Cook, everyone. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't recognise the voice, now. Uh, we always like to start at the at the very beginning, Giles. And um, obviously, you started your started your career from London, aren't you? Obviously, you can tell by the accent. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And London boy. In your uh, in your youth, you were at the uh, at QPR, weren't you? And in, the, in their youth yeah. youth setup, but it didn't quite it didn't quite work out at QPR, did it?
1: No, it didn't. To be fair, well, I'll be honest. I thought I was going to get a pro. So that's me. when I was younger, I was a bit cocky, a bit arrogant. Um, And obviously, looking back at it, I can kind of see now why I didn't get a pro. But obviously, as you get older, you kind of learn, don't you? Um, But, yeah, I thought I was, you know, nails on to get a a pro. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't. Dropped down to non-league, played uh, for Kingstonians for six months. Your brother
3: played there, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. I played with my brother for a few months as well, which was good, you know, to play with my brother. It was nice. Um, And then, yeah, uh, I had a trial at, at Mansfield which was a bit of a random one to be honest. I don't know. I'm not too sure how it came across. I think the assistant manager knew knew someone um, knew someone at Mansfield, I think, uh, and yeah, I went up there for a trial. Literally only for a week. It was crazy. I went up there for a week. I got up there I think on the Monday did a little bit of training, played on the Tuesday in a in a, you know, behind closed door game. Um and then Wednesday was off. Thursday trained. Friday trained. And literally, I started on the Saturday. I signed a non-contract and, and, and started against Bristol Rovers. So it was just crazy how, how I just you know I completely turned from playing non-league to then going to be a professional to play in League Two. Yeah. In the space of four or five days was was crazy.
3: I mean, going, going back to QPR with any any players that that we'd know about that were that you were playing in in your in like the youth setup or anything.
1: Um, any players that,
3: that, that I made don't it.
1: think. Uh, no, the, an, an older generation, probably about two years older than me, there was a few like Richard Paquette, uh, Dennis Ollie, Um, They played, I think he played, Dennis and played for Gillingham uh, for a little bit, yeah. uh, Marcus Bean. Marcus Bean played uh, for Swansea, QPR. He played for the team, uh, for the first team.
3: I mean, we uh, spoke to quite a few yeah. players, and you know, they've said, like, obviously now it's all the academies and stuff. Was it academy then, or was it was it YTS back in the...
1: It was like a School of Excellence Stroke Academy sort of back then. Okay. Um, Every- yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a proper academy.
3: Yeah, everyone said that like, that the, the-, the youth has been like like some of the best times like, of the footballing career, would you say that's the same as well?
1: Um, I had some good times as a youth, yeah. I think football's changed now. I, I remember when I was 16, 17 and the, the older the older lot, uh, Kevin Gallen, Mark Bircham, they used to batter us to the young boys, um yeah. Chuck cold in the showers, like just chuck shit on us and oh, I was honestly like, but now obviously things have changed. You can't you can't really get away with doing anything that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was it was good. But at the same time, you know, we the, the first team back then didn't really like the, the youngsters, so we used to get we used to get battered, like. <laughs>
2: I think we were like with a lot of things we like. I was just going to say, James, like when you we talk about ex players and stuff, like I've started off at Chelsea or started off at whatever, and you learn, and the mentality's not right and stuff. For we you guys, because you've never really like in all of respect, respects, you've never started off at Man City and let go because all amazing players there. You started off quite low, sort of thing. So you've always been grounded, if that makes sense. You've always been grounded for. To, to sort of go up, you've never sort of had the dream took away from you, you know, playing at Man, Man City or all like that, and then had to drop levels to sort of, you've just started off low, worked hard at it, turned up when like four or five days you've gone from that, we on no contract to playing. And then obviously, it seems like Wednesday, for example, Ipswich that you've played on, bigger bigger sort of teams in all, by respect to the other teams, and you sort of waited well and appreciated it more and took me chance, didn't you, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, a lot of players have come from you know the Chelseas or the Man Cities, the higher, the the, the higher clubs, um, and kind of been spoilt in a way because of the you know the facilities and, and everything. But yeah, like my uh, like you said with myself, I've I've kind of come from the bottom in a way because I think getting released from QPR probably gave me a big kick up the arse in a way. Do you know what I mean? Thinking yeah. like wow like i have to. A lot of people to.
2: wouldn't though, would it? A lot of people wouldn't, that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Leon Knight, for example, when he went about getting released, he couldn't be able awesome. to play more in lower league and like, you got released, instead of saying, right, no, I'm not going to make it if I can't play for sort of championship team at the time or whatever, division doing it, whatever, if you, if, you either, take, you either go two ways you think if I can't get now nah, I'm, I'm never going to be good enough or or you think the other way around right I've got to prove it now nah, and go lower league and make, work my way back up which you did so fair play yeah
1: no def- definitely yeah, yeah listen I've always I've always worked hard um, from a young age uh, and I think like I said when I went to non-league I thought, you know, what I need to really roll my sleeves up here and, and 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 dig in, and I did that, and I was only there for six months, and I put in some good performances, which, you know, the the, the, the local papers in Kingston and stuff were talking about me, um, and I think the manager even gave me captaincy at 18. Um, so yeah, there was a bit there was a bit of hype about me uh, around the non-league back then, and and that's why I got the opportunity to to you know, to go on trial at Mansfield.
3: I mean, another movie you made before you came to Sheffield Wednesday, you went up to Scotland. I mean, what were, to play for Motherwell, I mean, what, what were that like up there? I mean, how did that come about? And was that something that you kind of, you thought, oh, it's a, a big chance or, or were you a bit sceptical going?
1: It was, it was a crazy situation because we, I, I basically Northampton bought me from Mansfield and I was injured. I did my knee. I was out for a year, but I was meant to be, so basically I was injured from January, um, they signed me uh, the, obviously in the summer of that, that year and I was still injured but I was only meant to be injured for maybe a month or two but I ended up being injured for six months again so they signed me and I didn't play until the following January I right. had another operation on my knee um, and it, 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 it was mad because I, when I came back in January I was on fire. I scored six or seven goals from January to the end of the season yeah. after being out for a year. The following year I had a bit of a stinker <laughs> I only scored one goal we got relegated um, and I didn't really play that well but because of what I did the season before um, it's funny Alan Irvine was the Preston manager yeah, right. and he wanted to sign me at Preston but because obviously I was under 24 you know you got that tribunal fee and he was put off because I think Northampton wanted, wanted silly money for me and obviously for a player that just got relegated it's unrealistic Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was thinking shit how am I going to get out of my contract Otherwise, because because they offered me a new deal, you're under 24, you know, you're kind of, they've still got you a little bit. So then Motherwell popped up and I was thinking, Motherwell, who's that? Where's that? Like, where's I mean, that? Back then, where's that, yeah. I was thinking, Motherwell, what sort of a club is that? Like like in the SBL in Scotland. I was like, Scotland, but Scotland's shit, isn't it? <laughs> Football's all shit up there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Scotland. They're like, no, no, SBL, you know, you play against Celtic and Rangers. I said, yeah, I know Celtic and Rangers, but like, isn't it the league shit? Like, it's rubbish. They were like, no, it's not bad. It's not. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't, I can't go. I can't go to Scotland. But in the end, I thought, my agent at the time was like, this is SPL. It's a top league in Scotland. If you do well, then maybe Celtic Rangers or, you know, it can open up doors. Otherwise, you're going to stay at Northampton and you're going to be in League Two. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. So it was, a big, it was a big, big decision to go up there. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went up there. Uh, at 23, I signed a year deal, but a second year was my option. So it allowed me to go there. If I didn't like it, I was a free agent and I could have
2: come straight back, right? That first season we went to world. Did you? did you play against Celtic and Rangers in that first season? and yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I think we played them twice or three times because you play each other bloody, I don't know how many times, I can't remember now. Four each times, each I think it is. <laughs> Four, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, but honestly, I loved it up there. Like, I could have easily have stayed up there. Not not necessarily to play for Motherwell, because obviously I wanted to, you know, try and better myself and play for a big, big team sort of thing. Not that I'm, listen, Motherwell, I had great experience there. I'm not trying to say they're a little team or anything, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like, because Sheffield Wednesday came in for me, Sheffield Wednesday was a massive club. But I had a chance to go to Celtic. It was crazy. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did I did quite well up there. Um And Neil Lennon was the the manager at Celtic. So we played, I was suspended for the game at Celtic Park, but obviously I had to travel. So I traveled, but I got a sniff from an agent, a Scottish Scottish agent saying, listen, Neil Lennon's interested in you. He wants to meet you. So we've got to be careful, but can we sneak you into the stadium and you can can meet him? (laughs) So I was like, all right, all right. So I literally (laughs) snuck in, met met Neil Lennon, spoke to him. He's like, listen, I'm interested. I want to sign you. Um, Obviously let's get the season over. And then we'll we'll sit down and talk. So I was like, oh, brilliant. And then I like came out the front door and there was obviously so many fans about it. And they're like, oh, are you signing? Are you signing? And I was like, oh no, no, no. I sort of had to try and like, you know, flag <laughs> it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the season finished um, and I spoke to Celtic. We were negotiating the contract um, and I was happy with it. I said, yeah, I'm ready to sign. They were like, yeah, yeah, just wait, just wait. And I was thinking, uh-oh. He was like, yeah, we can't make you the first signing. I think what they, they had to, they said, they were signing Charlie Mulgrew, so they had to get Charlie Mulgrew over the line first. To, over there, they were saying that they can't. They want to make some bigger signings first, you know, because <laughs> it's Celtic. Not, not, yeah, I know. I was yeah, big Cheers, what? man. Thank you. I was like, "Cheers, yeah." What are you just signing me to clean the boots or something? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I said, "Fair enough." Yes, yeah, so I think they signed. I can't remember. There was another. There was another midfielder. Uh, that they signed as well. But anyway, Charlie McGrew went through and I was like, okay, yeah. But listen, I said, I'll sign a pre-contract. I don't mind. They were like, no, nah, just wait, just wait. It'll get sorted. It'll get sorted. So now we're coming into like mid-June maybe. And I'm like, listen, what's going on? Then Sheffield Wednesday came in because Alan Irvine then went to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually watched, so going back a little bit, he, he watched a game. He came up to watch me in a game and it was Celtic uh, Motherwell versus Hibs. And it's the highest scoring Scottish league game. Yeah. Um yeah yeah it was 6-6 crazy <laughs> crazy crazy game like mad
2: um I remember it I remember it so those it guys remember it? It? Sky sports classic things like when it like we it like, on
1: the classic exactly it, yeah, it yeah, was yeah,
2: one yeah. really. it was something daft at one point but then it, I can remember the equalizer for Well, it was stupid Strike! We went into two like top bins.
1: It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then we missed. The, and we actually missed the penalty. <laughs> and we could have won the game. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. It was, it was mental. But anyway, Alan Irvine came to watch me at that game, and I scored two goals, and I played well. So this is a, a, our football can be a bit of luck as well, with right? being at the right time, right place. You know what I mean? And and he saw me, and he wanted to sign me. So anyway, so I got a call from an agent saying, "Chef Wednesday want to sign you? Are you interested?" And I was like, "To be honest with you, like, I'm, I'd love to go there, but." I want to go Celtic, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah. Let me call Celtic. Let me see what Celtics going." And in the end, Celtic were like, "Yeah, you just have to wait. You have to wait." So I'm get, I'm, I'm thinking we're coming up to July. because yeah, he's gonna start. Yeah. I was like, "I'm not. I'm not gonna delay, delay, say no to Sheffield Wednesday, and then end up with nothing." So that's how the whole things, the whole situation with with Sheffield Wednesday happened. And then I went and thought, you know what? Sorry, I'm gonna go and sign for Sheffield Wednesday.
2: And it's funny when you say that because you know when you say that about chances, it's about all about It's, it's, it's looking, look at draw and stuff like that because. When Wednesday played Hull in playoff final, I went to that game and I was there, I yeah. was there, but no one no one saw me, no one picked me up, no one signed me. So I was a bit unlucky, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> On another day, I could have been, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was a bit unlucky. Just a bit unlucky,
1: yeah. yeah Maybe exactly. if they'd won, they would have signed you. Maybe if they'd chance. won, they would have
2: signed there a chance. you Prem. There were more chances than if I'd have not been there anyway, but yeah, I mean, obviously...
3: You said Alan Alan Irvine signed you. Uh, he, did, did you get on well with with Alan when you when you signed for when you signed for us?
1: Yeah, yeah, Lo- Loved Alan. To be everybody fair. says this, Giles. Everybody proper pop. raves about him. About no, nah, no, nah, he, he's up there with probably to say he's the best manager. Probably not because I think he's More of a coach he's a, <laughs> amazing. Exactly, he's an amazing coach. i um, honestly like, and I've I, I, I've spoke to a few people, even Antonio. He's at West Ham. And Alan Irvine obviously he went to West Ham. Didn't yes, he? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still there. Actually, he is, yeah. and he, just, Alan, uh, Antonio says, "Yeah, he's amazing." So everyone talks highly of Alan Irvine. <clears throat> and to be honest, if you coaching wise, he's definitely the best coach I've had. Uh, people people really, said, really
3: like, you no, know, like now there's all that like the uh, analytics side of things and st- stats and what have you. That's he exactly, he, yeah, he yeah. brought that in kind of before it became the norm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He he was he was very on on the stats and stuff. Um, and you watching videos he he, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we were watching videos all the time, but it was more for me. It was more learning from him and the way he put the training sessions on. It was all for a reason. It was all for a purpose. It wasn't just the same old. Uh, you know, I've, I've been at clubs and it's been uh, I'm, I'm under and played under managers where it's we, you, Monday. You know what you're doing. Possession, small sided games. Warm ups, possession, small sided game. See you later. Tuesday, shape, go. It's like it's the same, but with Alan Irvine every day. It was a leading up to the Saturday. There was always something. If if there was a weakness in the left back, we would practice on getting the ball out to the to the to the right side to attack the left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drills were all based on the game on a Saturday, which I really, really like. I learned you know, a lot from Alan Irvine.
2: I think the thing is, we admit, like I said, we said to a few people, we spoke to Neil Mellor, people like that, who said, yeah. Alan Irvine were question at time, and listen and that I think what it is for Wednesday, because as a Wednesday fan, me personally as a Wednesday fan, so I can remember what he wanted about getting sacked and all this, and it weren't that you weren't bothered. It was just that as a fan, you don't see all this behind the scenes and whatever. As a fan, mm. all I want to see every game, like Gary Mason, for example, I just want to see someone when he scored against United. Running down touchline, and sliding on the knees, and ripping the top up, and that's all you want to see. You want to
3: see the passion, yeah.
2: So, so, what it is about like Alan Irvine when it comes to like getting sacked or not getting as few results, when you look at Megson you just you don't you don't want him to because you know he's winsy through and through, and you, you love his passion. But it's a lot easier to criticize as a fan when you can't see that passion on pitch on the sideline. And 100%. you know, what I mean, that's that's the pro, That's what problem he had. It, it didn't, it, it'd be an amazing coach, and everyone said this, but. If he's not like ripping his shit off kissing badge and that every game we we'd rather lose every game and see someone like that. You know what I mean? That's, no,
1: of course. You know. The only thing I'd say is it's like you get so many different managers, right? Yeah. Like some some managers might not show that they're passionate, but they are passionate, right? Because obviously not everyone's the same. And it's just, it's the same with players. Like as a manager, I think the top managers know that they can't treat all the players the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because every player is different. Every every everyone's feelings are different. People react differently to, to different situations. So you've got to be a top, like, like you said, Pep, it looked like this. I don't know Pep Guardiola, but it seems from the outside that, and Klopp, for example, they both seem like they, they've got the tactics, but they've also, they know how to manage the players. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what makes a top, top manager.
3: Yeah. I mean, what were uh, Alan's pre-seasons like? Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, I thought... <laughs> Alan Irvine's were tough, like really tough. And then Megson came in and it was like,
3: Ooh. yeah, we'll get on to it in a bit. We'll get on to it in a bit.
1: <laughs> no, but Alan Irvine's pre-season, it was, it was, he, the thing with Alan Irvine, he was very, very professional. Very, very professional. And coming from, like you said, coming from the lower leagues, the lowest stat, like non-league coming up, coming up slowly. I'd never really had, I never beat, I've never, I never was at a club that was, it was, or I had a manager that was so professional. Does that make sense? It was yeah, yeah, like yeah. coming to Wednesday, obviously the biggest club I've ever been at. It was one I felt like a actual that when I signed for Sheffield Wednesday, I felt like a footballer.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if that, that
1: makes sense. I actually felt like, "Oh my god, I'm a professional footballer now." Yeah. Because yeah, everyone knows about Sheffield Wednesday as a big club, but actually when you're at when you're there and at the club and you're playing for it, you don't realize how big the club is.
2: Everyone says this. Everybody says this.
1: Yeah. It, no, honestly, I can't tell you. I can't tell you like and I, I, I and he, and I like I said I went to Ipswich. I went on loan at Bolton for a little bit, but and they're still big clubs, by the way. But nothing, actually, I can't honestly. People might say, "Yeah," but you might much being a bit. Biased. No, I'm not. I'm honest. I'm like, if, if you know anyone who knows me, they'll say that. I can see that. I'm you honest. Know I can see that. I
3: yeah.
1: And I'm telling you. No, the clubs I played for, nothing compares to Sheffield Wednesday. Nothing.
3: So what were we like then so you you touched on you know you felt like you were a proper a proper club and what have you, but so what were you, what we first did, Like we like, Christ, this is this is a bit all right. This is Yeah, you know, no,
1: no, it was to be fair, even like going in, like I said you are feeling like a proper I was going in the dressing room with Neil Miller, Clinton Morrison, players that I'm a football fan. I'd be looking, I was watching Clinton in the Prem. I was watching Neil Mellor score against my my team, Arsenal. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? So so it's like playing with these, I was like, I was a bit starstruck and I'm not going to lie, like really starstruck because I I looked up to these players. (sighs) Um, But I loved it. I loved it. And I think I was so happy in the first year
3: you set, set off well, didn't kind you? Of, I, mean, well, I set off really well. Second Really, second really, really well. Like, I was sc- flying. Yeah, you scored in Cup and then I think you scored in your, third and, uh, your fourth and fifth game, I think you were. Three, I scored, three I goals scored. I
1: in I scored four like games. Four, I think I scored four or five goals in the first, yeah, first six months or something. I think I, was, I, I did really well. I got player of the... I don't know if I got manager of the month and I got player of the month for the league. I remember we've got the picture, but still got a trophy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I really, really loved it. Um, but... Of course, from from then it was. That's when Megson came in, and it kind of went a bit, a bit sour, yeah. a little bit. I was about
3: to tell you, you, you said his, you know, his, his pre seasons were a bit uh, mad. Let's uh, let's say.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, pre preseason was because he's very old school. So that, I, and again, it's different because Alan Irvine was very professional, hardworking, structured. The preseason was tough, um, and I, like I said, I've never had it. I, I had never had anything like that before. Did you go away? But then when we went to Austria, went to Austria, we'd like get up at half six, I think six o'clock, go for a 45 minute run straight away in the morning. And I was like, this is my first time I've ever done anything like that. I was like, oh my God. Every morning, 6.30, 45 minute job, blowing. Then we'd go into the gym and do core for half an hour. This is all before breakfast. I'm thinking, (laughs) oh my God. And then, we'd have breakfast, we'd obviously, then we'd go out and train and obviously training was always a bit intense and, and hard, you know what I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't really be so much as uh, laughing, joking, easy, like you need to work because otherwise Alan Irvine would say, listen, come on. You know, I, To be honest, you wouldn't play. You wouldn't play on an Alan Irvine if, if you weren't pl- putting it in, do you know what I mean? Having a bit of and taking it easy. Um, but no, it was tough. It was honestly, pre-season was, re- that was my first pre-season where it was like, wow, yeah, I was it hit me. It really it it hit makes
2: me. sense because what we had with Mason Giles, what we've had a lot of people is we've had a lot of people say, like, that's why they went because of Megson, his passion. He'll sit on top of standing, stand and he'll say, like, this is where you're playing now, blah blah blah. And then we've had just one or two, like, even Tommy, for example, Tommy Spur, who Wednesday threw him through all his life and you love him, you love him, yeah. and you think he left to go to Doncaster, like, what you're doing. But when he since he spoke to us and he's told us he were forty, were forced out, they would put training there, training there, and how him treated him. Were, we're horrendous by the sounds of it. But it, it, it doesn't seem like there's no in the middle with Megson. It seems like you're either like, you're eight involved and you're, you're Wednesday forever and you're going to play every game or getting reserved sort of thing and you're not playing anymore. It just sounds it seems like there were no in between.
1: Yeah. No, listen, as a manager, Megson was a horrible man. <laughs> horrible, horrible man. But I say this because obviously the experiences that I had with him, which I'll go into a little bit, but just him as a person, as a, as a manager, he was so ruthless, uh, and just you know, just horrible. It was just horrible. But, but I say this, to, and I, I, I and I'll say that because that's my opinion on him. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know what other people think, but I'm just saying on my, my opinion on him that I had for the year that I was with him. Uh, horrible man, but very good manager. And that's where, if we were to compare him to Alan Irvine, he was a better, he was a better manager not a better coach, but he was a better, he, he yeah. well, I don't know how to describe it. He, you had that fear with Megson. Like, he had the fear, like the old school mentality where players were scared. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. if Megson said jump, you're fucking jumping. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the, that. that's, that, that, that was a difference between where Alan Irvine was a nice, serious man. Yeah. Megson was a, a horrible,
2: ruthless man. Yeah. But, He knew how to get results. Yeah, that's why why there's so many different managers, isn't it? This is why there's so many. Yeah, exactly. Why? why there's So many personalities. I mean, so many different clubs, like yourself, you've you said you've just said that, but you're big enough and, like, man enough to sort of say, they like, we horrible, but you're an amazing manager and not just be like, listen... No, no, very good, You know what very I mean? Good. But there's a lot of many different personalities. A lot of people, I don't know, said that Leon Clark were there at the time sort of person. You can imagine, I spoke to Elliot about him and things like that as well. He'd have just been like, well, oh, stuffed up. His attitude had been a bit different to some people. Do you know what I mean? And, but, yeah, <clears> everyone's <throat> different and everyone plays different under different managers. But you look back at Wednesday, all, overall, all in all... With good memories he's still here now you've just said like before we started recording he's still in Sheffield now when that seems to happen with a lot of players like Daniel Pudel will speak to him a lot and he's he stayed in Sheffield since he's left and what there seems to be a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. stay here if that makes sense when when they've left Wednesday which is a bit weird when it's trapped it
1: is weird, yeah. It is weird. But to be fair my my partner's from Sheffield so that's a little bit yeah more reason why I've stayed as well. Yeah. But yeah listen I I love I loved the club and I still do, uh, I still support them and I still want them to, to 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 get to the premiership all day. Yeah. And there's never anything negative for me to say about the club at all because they're probably, that's the best years I had and the best club I played for in my career. Yeah. So while so, we're on
2: that then, Giles, while we're on that, just a quick one because um, we always ask a few fans questions. So straight away, Harvey said, Harvey Sharp says, does he think we'll go straight back up? Or do you think will stay in League 1 so you're honest I can see what you like already I know it's an odd, difficult question what do you think
1: listen I, I want them to go straight back up but I'm going to be honest I don't think they will because I there's a lot of things well it seems from the outside there's a lot of problems at the club Yeah, yep. I don't really know the ins and outs if I did then I'd, I'd, I'd tell you all but I, I, I generally don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes but it it seems like from the outside and probably from fans view as well that it's a mess it is a mess and when you've got that it's hard especially when I'm reading in the papers that players aren't getting paid that is so difficult for for the players to then you know you know what I mean find solo
2: and things like
1: this it's yeah yeah, very difficult so listen I think recruiting is massive I've said that to so many fans that ask me it's massive this year because the, the, the reason why I say it's even bigger than when they're in a champ is because they're going to be the favourites in League 1. Fact. Yeah. yeah. Fact they are the favourites in League 1. So every game that Sheffield Wednesday play, they've got even more pressure. Pressure. More pressure. Even more pressure. Not only
3: that, it's like their cup the fans final, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And the fans are going to be expecting them to win every game. Yeah. Yeah? So the players are going to have to be not 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 just technically brilliant they're going to have to be mentally strong because if they start losing I'll tell you what 30,000 fans at Hillsborough booing you and getting on players can crumble yeah definitely I'm telling you if you're if you're not mentally strong yeah you might you might have all the ability in the world but if fans start saying yeah you're shit yeah yeah get him off boo boo you can soon see some players doesn't matter how good they are yeah, yeah. hiding Crumbling, and uh, and I think that's why this year is so important to to get strong, strong mentality wise players in for yeah. the club. I
2: think, I think Giles, when we're speaking to Jose, we spoke to Jose Semedo, What a legend, by the way. What a legend. Oh, can't, so, I can't. It's just a top, top man he, on every level. Man. On every level. But when I spoke to him, like he's another one. He's he's just so. He's got all these thousands of followers. His best mates with Cristiano Ronaldo, for God's sake, and all that. Every Have you day. Mentioned I,
3: that before, Jamie.
2: I've never mentioned it now. We'll <laughs> message everybody on Instagram and he'll be like, how are you, mate, and stuff like this. He's the most down-to-earth guy ever. But what he said, first thing he said to us, well, like, when he at Wednesday, there were no people texting on coach, what tweeting about the friends' brands, clothes brands, when they've lost or all that. He says, picture the scene. All of your mates are around.
0: You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms
2: apply. See McDonald's.com. All the bench was happy. He said the bench was happy. When the bench is happy, everyone's happy. He said when it, when you come into training, if a new signing come, he'd be stood down training ground and he'd be bawling him. And be like this is Sheffield Wednesday. Can You imagine turning up at Wednesday and having a face like him about like off the pitch. Like you could just imagine it. But now. They're saying they're going in. You imagine, and I said this to James the other day. And if you think about it this way, you imagine like if players aren't getting paid, you imagine how many people behind the scenes are leaving, doctors and physios, things like this that aren't getting paid but can't afford to just not get paid like these players are. That like, if they're not getting paid, people behind the scenes. So like from what I'm gathering, from a few people we know and stuff, is that people are turning up at training ground or whatever, and there's nobody there to greet, them that's normally there. There's nobody in the kitchen that's sort of normally doing the meals. There's loads of weird things happening that we don't know about. That we don't, we're not going to know about. But then. You've got Barry Bannon, people are under all this pressure to perform. And if you don't, it can only get slayed. But if it does, oh, it's, it's just loads of money. It can't win. So it, it, there's just so much bad negativity at the minute. And it's just, where do you go? Where do you go as a fan? So this week, yeah, a few days ago, we've signed all these new youth players on new contracts, which is good. Got a new goalkeeping coach, good. Got a new yeah. mate, Macron. So it just seems like something might be changing. It might a tiny bit. I'm not sure, but we can all hope, can't we? Oh, I hope
1: so. I hope so. I've spoken to a few, a few players. Sammy Hutchinson, Liam Palmer, and they—they they love Darren Moore. They love him. They say he's really, really good. So, listen, I'm hoping they can come straight back. I'm, I'm praying. I just know that it took, it, it took us what two years last time.
3: Yep, both, both times two, two years, years yeah.
1: time. And I'd like to think that first year when I signed, the players that we had and the players that were recruited. I'd like to think that they're probably going to be better. I might be wrong. It might be debatable. I might, we might get some people saying, oh, no, I'm talking rubbish. But that, that squad of players that we had then, I'd like to think they're probably going to be better than the squad of players that they're going to have this I, year. I
2: think what it is, though, is when we went down last time, last few times, even though it's been crap, we've always had like all these new signings or it's been exciting and things like this at the minute because it's all this negative. There's no like... Nothing that makes nope. you think. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You know, part like, apart from Darren Moore, you know, if we didn't have Darren Moore there, Christ knows what I'd be thinking. But you just yeah, see, it, yeah. you see, how happy and smiley he is, and how good he is, and you just, you just think, right, if anyone's going to change this round, it's going to be this kid. So
3: yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think. So you just touched on some of the some of the players that um, that were, that were there when you, you know when you when you signed. I mean, t- two players that I want to uh, want to want to talk about is one is John Atsamba and the other one is Reader uh, yeah. Johnson. Now, yeah. were you there when uh, when they had that bit of bit of a
1: when they had a scrap? <laughs> stuff,
3: let's see.
1: I've, I've seen a few actually. I don't know if anyone's mentioned it in your podcast even bigger one that was even what I said it was funny, but it was actually quite serious. Was uh, Jermaine Johnson and Miguel Lira?
3: All right, okay. We've had Miguel oh, on, and that, he, he didn't that, mention that anything. One.
1: That one was crazy. But we'll get to that one after. But yeah, Semi and, and Reader, that was that was so funny. I, I can't remember exactly how it started. I know it's in train. I think it might have been a bad tackle or something, but they both squared up to each other. And obviously Readers then, I think Semi Semi's a beast, by the way. He's yeah. seen his chest and his arm. Yeah. Obviously, Reader's tall, but Semi's an absolute. You don't really want to mess with Semi, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so obviously Semi's walking up to Reader, because <clears throat> they're arguing. Um, And Reid has obviously, I think, thought Semi may punch him. So Reid has gone a bit on the defensive and he's kind of like, just like scratched his face, kind of went to move his face and scratched his face. Semi had like, looked like he was a cat. He had scratches all down his face like that. And I was thinking, oh my God, he went crazy. He booted the balls everywhere and everyone was trying to like push him away. He literally walked off the pitch. (coughs) We were like, where's he going? Walked off. So we didn't know where he went, but we found out after, right? He went home. He got into his third car. He had a third. He had a third car that I don't know why, but it was a <laughs> battered car, an Astra, battered, dents in it. I don't know why he had a third. I don't know what this car was for. And he just came, he put he came back in tracksuit bottoms, in an Under Armour long sleeve top. <laughs> came back. We came out in the car park, and he's there. Rolled up his Under Armour. Said, "Let's go. Get reader now. We're gonna go. We're gonna go." I was like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita came out. He's like, Rita, read Rita, Rita, it's fine. It's fine. We're not going to do it here. We'll go down to Hillsborough Park. <laughs> just me and you. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, would do, I would do a Scouse accent, but I know it'd be absolutely <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, come on. I'll drive you. You can come in my car. We'll go down to Hillsborough Park. Rita's like, no, no, my brother, my brother. I'm going to get my brother to come because Rita's brother was was up from, was, was over from France. So somebody was like, no problem. I, m- me? Versus you two. No problem. Let's go. <laughs> I drive driving all down. I was thinking, "Oh my god!" And everyone was in the car park going, "No, no, 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 no." Rita, go. Just go back in and oh, deep was like, down, no, no, no. deep
2: down though, was you not thinking deep down? Yeah, I'd love to see it. You love to. You know, you're <laughs> two people. You know, are arguing. You're like, you're like, well, you stop being daft. But really, you're like, go on, oh,
1: go on. You know what? On the training pitch, I did. I was thinking, just let them, let them have it. Let them have it on the training pitch. They have a few, a few little scuffs, a little blows, and then we'll break it up. But I think we broke it up a bit too early. So that's why <laughs> Semi was, I think that's why Semi was so pissed off because it was like, Reader had won a bit in a way because he was the only one to have obviously marked the face, right? Yeah, yeah. Scratches all on his face and Semi didn't really be able to do anything to him. But yeah, so literally it, it, it was in the car park and it just kind of, it kind of died down a bit, to be honest, since then, but uh, from then. But honestly, at the time we were thinking Semi is going to kill him. <laughs> was like when he, when he pulled up in an asteroid, he's a battered Astra he was like no problem let's go let's go i was thinking this guy is he doesn't give a fuck about anything he's just ready to go <laughs> you know what i mean and then, so, but that, yeah that, that, that was that one but then it kind of just squashed but it was it was so funny it was honestly it was so funny
3: you just mentioned uh, Miguel Lier and and uh, Jermaine Johnson as well
1: no that that one was oof. so <clears throat> with jj funny Richmond.
2: guy funny guy Sorry, Switzerland are beating France. Already? Switzerland are beating France after 15 minutes.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's England's time. It's England's time. If
2: England
1: don't win it now,
2: shit, they now.
1: <laughs> Everyone, sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so with JJ, funny, funny guy, but he was, uh, obviously the fans know he, he was there for a long time. He's just a bit, You again, you've got to manage him because... Yeah.
3: It could be a ten, and it could be a five. Do you know what I mean?
1: It could be a two, (laughs) or it could be a literally a twenty, like unplayable. Yeah. But he could be a two, the way he was mentality wise, and a twenty. He could be an absolute fool. Like, hate him, hate him.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, hate him with a patch. I'd want to do what Reader did to Semi to JJ. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Sometimes, do you know what I mean? But. That was JJ. So you had to know how to take him. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, But he'd always, you know, say his comments and he, he would always get on Miguel. He'd always say, Miguel, you're shit. You're shit. You're shit. No, 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 no. You're shit. you're shit. You're shit. Look, 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 you're shit. Always like, just get on him. And it was funny. They had like a love, hate relationship sort of thing. I don't think Miguel really liked him, to be honest with you, but you know, he was Miguel top man, nicest guy ever. He just kind of went along with it a bit. But one day, I think they were in the dressing room and they're arguing a little bit because of something in training, but I can't exactly remember what happened. But JJ's then come out and said, Oh yeah, you know, your wife, your wife, this started going on about his wife. Yeah. If your wife, if your wife. And we're thinking, Oh my God. Next thing, Miguel's just lost it. I've never seen Miguel lose it. Went up to him in the the change room, got him by the thing was in him like that. Don't talk about my wife, my wife. ah." Like, we all went in there, stopped it, pushed him away. JJ was going mad, mad, speaking in his Jamaican accent, going crazy. JJ went out of the changing room. We're like, no, you have to leave, get out, JJ, get out. So we kind of separated them two, but in the changing room back then we had two doors, right? Yeah. We locked, we locked one of them and I can't remember who was standing by, by the other door, so he couldn't get in. So Miguel was raging at this time. Things settled, I think it was about 10 minutes um Miguel then started getting changed. And who's the manager at the shower.
3: time?
1: Oh might have been it might have been Gary Megson. If it wasn't Gary Megson, it probably would have been Stuart Gray. All right, okay. I think, yeah. Um but yeah. So JJ went out of the change room. Miguel started getting undressed to get in the shower. So after it was called, this is 10 minutes later, yeah? So then he's going, he's gone. So we thought JJ's calmed down, he's gone. So I, I, I can't remember who was by the door. The person by the door walked away. Obviously JJ must've been outside because he <laughs> waited for someone to move from the door. Ten, honestly, 10 minutes, he must've been still raging. Soon as someone's moved from the door and he must've seen Miguel walk past through the window the door, naked. He was naked. <laughs> JJ's run in the changing room, you know, with a pole, you know, like the poles, which we'll use to like,
3: yeah, the yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. then. But you know, they've got like a, a pointy, sharp bit at the end. Yeah.
3: Like a javelin.
1: JJ's running, running to the changing room. Miguel's facing the shower. So he's backs to JJ. JJ's ran in and whipped him. <laughs> I mean, so hard. <laughs> Honestly, I can't tell you. We were like this. Oh my god! <laughs> the whole snapped in half, right? <laughs> then JJ's trying to stab him, <laughs> trying to stab him with the, with the with the with the pin bit at the bottom. Yeah. We're like, no, no, we all run to him, going, JJ, what are you doing? You crazy? Are you? Are you crazy? What are you doing? He's like, no, 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 going, man, no. Going no. oh, mad. So we all push JJ out. But I think JJ must have been. I think he got like. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he got suspended for about two three days. Did I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but like Miguel had a big line on his back with a cut from the pole. Right? I wish we'd have known but about like, this. before. Some stage up, right?
2: I wish we'd have known Say about again. this. We've <laughs> had Miguel on.
1: Oh could, but Miguel might not have wanted to talk about it. Probably not, I no. Always, <laughs> always, remember this. I'll tell anyone about it because I was I've never seen anything like that. I've had i I've seen a few fights in football, but this was the definitely the number one. And what
2: happened after? Number one. What happened after this? What did Miguel do?
1: Miguel Duffin, like obviously Samido was there, so Samido also ran in and said, "JJ, no, 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 what are you doing?" So um Samido was trying to back it for 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 Miguel, of course, because they were really close. Yeah, but we were all there and we were all saying, "JJ, you're in the wrong. Can't do that." Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was just yeah, it was just mad,
3: mad. I mean, I mean, talking about like little scuffles and what have you. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've read this on Wikipedia, but uh, when, obviously, so you've gone on loan to Berry and uh, you've played, you've played, Here we go. You've, played Here we go. <laughs> you've played over there. This is there. the
1: whole reason why you wanted me on the show, isn't it? <laughs> this is
2: the whole reason. Here we go. I have no the, idea what you're going to say. I've I'm really the done, one that so.
3: does, I'm the one that does all the research, as you can probably tell. Yes. And so uh, I've go. been scouring. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, I'll, Jamie obviously doesn't, doesn't know, but, so oh God, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you explain. There's a there's Jamie, there's nothing
1: a... happened. He's just lying. He's making things up. Nothing
2: happened, <laughs> mate. You know what it is, James? Before he tells us this story, what it is, is Elliot, my, my little cousin, he knows this kid called Elliot, who knows a few players like Giles and Anthony Gardner who we're having on, on Wednesdays stuff like that. And he, he's the nicest kid ever. And, and how nice is Elliot, lad? He's like so sound. And um, yeah, he's given me his number, Give me Giles' number. I've had a chat with him and I were here. James will turn up before we start talking and James goes, like, so... He played this many games for us. he scored that many goals, this and that, whatever. And I just remember, I just remember everything. Me, so I just turn up and I just go, Right, so did you enjoy that goal? And you know, things like this. So now this is new for me. This story, what you're going to tell, he's me, a
3: stats man, he's a stats man, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that's that's me. it.
2: Like, I'm looking forward to this story. I'm actually looking forward you need to it. working with Alan Irvine, then don't you? <laughs>
3: yeah, that, I talk about XG and things like that. And Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy, don't even know what it means, right? <laughs> <like>, so <laughs> uh, well so done, no, man.
1: no, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what exactly it right. is, but I think it's everyone knows already anyway, apart from obviously James, but <laughs> basically I went on loan to berry uh, That's when Megson, obviously we had it, me and Megson had a little bit of a, a falling out, as we say. Um, so he made me go, he made me go on
3: loan. Did he force you out? Though, did to,
1: <laughs> he did force me out. Yeah. He forced me out because. So when, when Megson came in, he was like, he was a fan of me. Megson was a fan of me when we, when we came in, he was like, listen, I want to build a team around you. But I think he saw me more as a back then as an attacking player. So he wanted, me, he wanted to play me on the wing. And I was playing in the centre mid. I think it was me and Potts or me and Tommy Miller at the time. And, you know, I was, I was doing well. So when he came in, he moved me to the right. I, I think he moved. I played a little bit in centre mid, but only a couple games. And then he moved me to the wing. And I wasn't very happy with playing in the wing. But obviously, again, I was 24. I was a little bit stupid, really. I should have just shut my mouth, really, and got on with it. But I wasn't really happy playing on the wing. But I, I still did it. I think we played Walsall away. Uh, I played right wing. And I thought I was doing all right, to be honest with you. But he wanted, makes them loved out-and-out wingers. He didn't really like wingers floating and, you know, getting on the ball short. And he liked really, he was quite, like, structured in the sense of yeah. 4-4-2. That's why when he brought in, Anto- uh, was it, might have, no, he didn't bring Antonio, did he? He might have bring Antonio, I can't remember. But he brought in Ben Marshall, yep. who was a winner, yep. right? He crossed the ball. He nice. loved players like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, pain so your i I'm not that player. Yeah, I'm not that player at all. I'm a centre mid. And back then, if I was more attacking, I would like to, you know, float about a bit, get in the hole. And I'm not going to be whipping balls in and going down the line. Yeah. And I think that's what he wanted from me. I think he thought that I could do that. So anyway, like I was coming short. I was basically just playing how I wanted to play in a way, which might, you know, it might have been wrong to do that because I wasn't staying out wide. I was drifting a bit. So he came in at half time. Um, and he said, Koki, what are you doing? You're just, you're playing how you want. You're playing, you, you know, you're not, you're not listening. Um, and, I, and I think I kissed my teeth. I was like, <laughs> like this, to Megson. Don't ever do that to me. Don't ever do that to Gary Charles <laughs> Giles Cote knows, don't ever kiss your teeth at Gary Mixon. So Gary Mixon said, you think you should be playing for Real Madrid? That's what you do. You think you should be playing for Real Madrid? And I was like this, like I put my hands up in the air going like that. And he's going, you know what? You're fucking coming off. This was at halftime, and I went what? So I picked my boots off and I chucked them at a skip. From that day, Warsaw away, I didn't play for Sheffield Wednesday for
3: sixteen months. This is the thing, right? So as a fan, so 16. you will be there, you're watching it, whatever, and you're thinking, oh, we're playing well, and you, know, you talk about oh, what changes would you make and stuff like that, and then that, so that like that game, you'll, I bet the people thinking. Why did you took him off? Like, oh, he must be injured yeah. or, or he must have a, yeah, have a yeah, niggle yeah. or something like that. But obviously, as a fan, you don't know anything that's going on behind the, behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean?
1: But to be fair, listen, going back to that situation, now I'm older, much more, you know, much more experienced and I'm much more level-headed. I was in the wrong. So, you know, I completely can understand as a manager, why would a player... One it's, it's not of even teeth. really do it it's just like you could have dealt with it different, innit? Like dealt with it exactly. Yeah. Sorry. dealt with it differently. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I could have just said to him but 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 Gaffer I'm I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that rather than being a bit arrogant. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that you know what I mean? Like yeah. kiss in the teeth. You, listen, no one should kiss the teeth for a manager. So I was 100% in the wrong in that sense. So he's probably right to take me off. Was he right to then get rid of me and not let me play for the club for 16 months in my opinion no because I felt like I was definitely still what the, the players were there. I was good enough to play, um, but he did. And to be fair to him, his decision was right, because I think he brought in a few players. He brought in Chris Lyons the following year. Um, and they, to be fair, under Mixon, I think they would have got promoted and I wasn't there that season, yeah, which is a shame. So he kind of, even though as a player, I'm always going to say, well, definitely I should have stayed and definitely I should have played for the club that season. He kind of justifies the decision because look how successful they were, even though they didn't go up. Well, no, sorry, they did go up, but they didn't go on. They didn't go up under Megson, right? Yeah. Because I think he left when they were second or something. I don't know what happened. He had a fallout or something. But I'm sure he would have got them promoted. Yeah. Uh, But that's how the story is, and that's how I went on loan at Barry, and I was for the whole seats for the I think I went on went on loan for Barry for the first. Oh no no sorry that was that season towards the end that was March so the following season I was gone for the whole season I missed the whole season the promotion season I missed the whole season yeah um so anyway so I've gone on loan to bury that following season Megson's then said listen find a club you're not going to play for me um so and to be fair to me he didn't put me with the kids or anything like that he just I was training but wasn't playing yeah no he put he made it clear that I was not going to play under him which obviously I was pissed off but. It was it is what it is. In my head, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, but you're going to get sacked. I've still got yeah. two years on my contract. Yeah, that's I'm a going to come sense. back and play. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm going to come back and play. But so was yeah, your intention.
2: was your intention to get back. Like,
1: oh yeah, definitely. I always wanted yeah. to. I always and, and my mentality was, I had to go on loan because I needed to play games. I didn't really want to go to Berry because, in the sense, I was like, I'm dropping like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm gone from playing in front of 30,000 fans to playing in front of 3,000 fans. It was like, this is like crazy. Do you know what I mean? But I did it because I had to. uh, What happened is Mekson, MK Dons came in for me, but Mekson wouldn't let me go there. He said I wasn't allowed to go to a team in the top seven or whatever in the League One. So that's why I had to go to Berry because that was the only other team that wanted me, to be honest with you. (laughs) But obviously I (laughs) I wanted to go to MK Dons because MK Dons at that time, they were, you know...
3: They were decent, were
1: they, yeah? They were decent, exactly. So I wanted to go there, but he wouldn't let me go. Which I can understand in a way because it was rivals. Shuffle Wednesday wanted to get promoted, so why would I go and help a rival yeah. team? So, of course, you can understand. So anyway, well, I went to Berry for the first six months, did really well, did really well. Uh, the captain, Mike, um, Stephen Schumacher, he was injured. So I, I came in. Uh, and I was the penalty taker for the first, I don't know, first three, four months... Um, and I think I scored a couple penalties. Um, so then I came back to Sheffield Wednesday for a bit. Went back on loan to Barry again because Megson said, no, you're not playing. So then I went back in January. So when I went back in January now, Shui, the captain, was back. My first game coming back from uh, coming back on loan to Bury, we're playing Yeovil at home. And I've gone on gone a little mazy run. I got chopped down, won a penalty. So I picked the ball up yeah. because... Naturally, I'm just yeah. thinking in my head, I'm on loan. I want to score. I want to, I'm, I'm coming here to prove a point that I want to try and get back. Do you know what I mean?
2: I've got the penalty. I'm
1: taking, I'm taking the penalty. I've, I've taken the last ones. I'm taking a penalty, but obviously when you're in the moment, emotionally, you're like, you don't really think, do you? No. You're just like, no, I'm taking it. So I grabbed the ball. I'm taking it. Even though the captain is the penalty taker, right. which I knew but at the time in my head, I didn't even, didn't even care. Yeah. It was like, it was gone. I was like, no. So sure. like, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I was like, no, I'm taking a penalty. He's like, no, I'm the penalty taker. What do you mean? Give me the ball. So we're arguing like this for about 15, 20 seconds. And I've got the ball under my arm. So then he's punched the ball under my my arm. It flew out. So I've run up to the ball. So so Shuri's gone to pick it up. I've kind of pushed Shuri out of the way. Got the ball again. This is now about 45 seconds. (laughs) So I was looking at us too, like what are we doing? So then we're arguing. He's, he's got me like this. I'm one ball under. I've got the other arm on his. We're like we're having a little scuffle. He's punched the ball again. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing? So I've gone pushed him. He's picked the ball up. I've tried to punch it out of his hand. Then soggy the captain, uh, not the captain, soggy the centre half. He's and He's gone. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Honestly, it, it went on for about a minute and a half. And I know you might not sound long, yeah, but it
3: is. Yeah, when you yeah.
1: that that's long. That's a long time. Yep. And we were arguing that like, I felt like an honestly, I was such an idiot. Honestly, I you know, sometimes you look back at things and think, what were you doing? Yeah. Like, happens, like what
2: was isn't I doing? It's emotions in it.
1: It, was, it, it happens. happens. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It was just and I'm such an emotional person that like you know, if I was a manager, I'd be so passionate. Going back to your point a little bit on, on passion. Yeah. I'm very, very passionate.
3: I right? can tell that. We can tell.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so calm down a bit. calm down a bit. No, no, no. no <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, so I, I just didn't, it just went out of my mind that Shui was the, the penalty taker. I was like, no, I'm taking the fucking penalty. I'm taking it. And in the end, like, everyone had to separate us and Shui took it, scored, like, didn't really, we didn't even look at each other or anything. <laughs> that was like 30 minutes gone. So 15 minutes playing, like every time I was getting the ball, Berry fans were booing me. So I was What's like, that? I was like, what? What? Anyway, coming at halftime, I was raging. I mean, raging. Coming at halftime, uh, Shui's come to me and gone, you're a effing disgrace. You're a disgrace. I was like, nah, F you, F you, F you. What are you talking about? And all the players are going, stop it, stop it. I was like, nah. Nah, I don't, you just saw red. Like yeah, yeah. saw red. Gone. Took my top off. I said, I'm not playing. No, <laughs> I'm not playing. I, I don't, honestly, looking back at it, I was so stupid. Honestly, I took my shirt off and said, I'm not playing. No, take me off. I don't know. I don't know who I thought I was. Honestly, like I'm like maybe Gary Gary Mixon was right. Actually, Gary Mixon thought I should be playing at Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> he was right? He's just fucking right. <laughs> took my shirt off. Said, I'm not coming on. The manager, Richie Barker, was like, no, no, no. We need you. Stop it. Stop doing that. Stop. I was like, no, no, no. I don't know. I just saw red. Went in the shower. Uh, not literally in the shower. Just went in the shower room like that just to cool down because obviously we, me and Shui were going to have a fight and everyone broke it up. And um, the players came in. Richie, Richie Barker, the manager, came in and said, listen, calm down. We need you. Can you play? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'll play, I'll play. So I went back. Fans were booing me after the game. I was still raging. So after the game now, <laughs> flip it up. After the game, I got absolutely peppered on my Twitter. I mean, oh, peppered. Like, you're a disgrace. Go back to Sheffield Wednesday. We don't want you. After I was doing like...
3: Scoring as well. minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah about, about, no, after the game. So let's say three hours earlier, best player... The yeah. best, that, oh, yeah. we need him, we can't, oh, I'm so happy to have him back. Three hours later, Judas, yeah. no, get him away, get him out, get him out. And I was like, oh, my God. So, obviously, I'm driving back now, and I'm seeing all these messages on Twitter. So, I'm now writing back when I'm red, red, oh, no. red, red, red miss, right? I was like, I'm on the M60, M62, come and meet me now, right <laughs> now. I was like, I'm pulling up, come and meet me now. I've got an X6, black X6. Yeah, I'm in the car park. Come and meet me, oh, no. I just thought. <laughs> in the end, fans were bringing up the club saying that I'd been threatening them. Oh, God. I had to come out on Sky Sport. The manager said, you're going to have to, like, this could get taken, like, to the hierarchy, like, FA and stuff. You can get done for this. He's like, you need to come out and apologise. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so sorry. Like, after I got back and, you know, you calmed down. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. What have I done? Like, and he, I, was imba- honestly, I was embarrassed. Thinking I was embarrassed, as well, me, thinking things great.
2: like um, at the same time, like this is going to make Wednesday fans sort of think, well, that's why they got rid of him because he's that a bad is, egg. Exactly. He's a bad exactly. egg. 100%. So much 100%, going off in your head.
1: 100%. 100%. Which I'm not, again, if anyone knows me, I'm not a bad egg at all. I'm a such a, like a, level-headed team player. Yeah, mate, you're absolutely team. I'm not,
2: class. I think we can both see that. Like, you're class on everything. Yeah, no,
1: honestly, I'm not I'm not a bad egg. Uh, maybe I've made some stupid things, stupid decisions and acted in stupid ways in the past, which I'll always hold my hands up, but there's no way anyone can say I'm a bad egg. Like, no one in football can say I'm a bad egg. Even Gary Mixon wouldn't say I'm a bad egg. I'll be honest. You might have but said he's a... ball,
2: you were not a it'd be a good scrap. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. wouldn't go near him. wouldn't go near him, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no no honestly so i had to come out I, I had to apologize on sky sports news i had to say a big statement on sky sports news to everybody um shut my i didn't go on twitter so i'm still not on twitter even though i've got i've actually got an account on twitter i haven't used my twitter properly since then
2: since then
3: really
1: because i just thought you know what what was i doing more an idiot like right? and to be honest I, I, next day i came in I apologized to all the boys i apologized to Shui. I said, listen, I'm so sorry. Like, what I did was a disgrace, bang out of order. Um, like, I'm completely in the wrong. Do you know what I mean? i I, I got everyone, in, everyone in the in the dressing room to apologise to everyone because it was a disgrace. Really, it was really bad for my part. And now we still, me and Shui still talk now and then. Like, he's a, I've got nothing against him. Really nice guy. So
3: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it was just again, young, stupid, uh, probably a little bit emotion like I said, emotional and angry because I was at Berry when I felt like I should be playing at Sheffield Wednesday. So
3: yeah,
1: you know, I had so much so many emotions running high. Um yeah. and it's just, yeah, you know, when you go, you go. And it was just a it was a real bad and to be honest, since that I came out, I then, you know, I, I, I finished the season well with Berry and the fans kind of came back and my performances made them kind of forget that that moment in a way. Um but yeah, crazy.
3: Giles, you've had some, you know, amazing stories there. Um, I think we'd have to have you back for a for a part two because we've not even talked about Swindon. We haven't even talked about when you came came back. You know, there's there's so many things that we need to, need to talk to you about. So uh, I think we'd have to, uh, as I say get you back for uh, for another part two. What do you what do you say to that?
2: Have you enjoyed venting for a it?
1: no I've enjoyed it I probably need a probably need a shower now I'm I'm dabbing a little bit but no no I've really enjoyed it really really enjoyed it
3: fantastic I hope everyone else has enjoyed it as well if you have enjoyed it then please leave a rating and a review Um, you know we do really really appreciate it so thank you very much Giles we'll get you back on definitely
1: cheers chaps thanks a lot
3: cheers mate thank you